Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for coming back today for the Share Your Why podcast. I am so excited because I'm here with my good friend I've known for a long time, Jordan Bowman. Jordan, good to be with you. Hey, excited to be here. So to introduce Jordan real quick, Jordan considers himself a student of life. He directs a nonprofit organization called Journeyman Triangle here in the Raleigh area that mentors boys on their path to becoming men of integrity. He loves to dance, he's left-handed, and his favorite color is purple. This is vital information, guys. He considers himself an ambassador of love, a cultural alchemist, and a fellow adventurer of this wild human experience. Today, the main topic we're chatting about is kind of defining mentorship and getting to the core of what it is. I wanna ask Jordan questions about finding role models and mentors to connect with, asking good questions, and of course, asking for help when you need it. That's always the one I struggle with. All right, so I would love to kick this off. Jordan, if you could just kind of fully introduce yourself, you know, where you came from, what motivates you, and how you made it to where you are now. So I'd love to hear the whole story. The whole story is a book, so I don't know if I can do that in a couple of <laughs> But um, I believe in a world where people are connected with themselves and each other and the earth. And so the way in which I can kind of put that belief into action is through the, the organization Journeyman that you mentioned and through my work just in community, in connection. And so I've always been really connected with how can we bring people together, right? How can we promote civil discourse and connection and collaboration? And so part of my journey, so I grew up as a middle child, right? And I was sandwiched between two of the most extroverted people I think you'll ever meet. Because of that, I was kind of always pretty introverted and I just kind of chilled out. Like I didn't do much of sharing my why and I didn't really explore that very much. And then later in school, I like got involved with theater and I started to like express myself and understand myself. And when I was about 14 years old, I went to a weekend called the Rites of Passage Adventure Weekend, which is the weekends that Journeyman puts on. So I went through this program as a 14 year old and it really changed my world. Like it, it changed my life completely. And I, I would consider myself growing up in like a privileged background. like two parents that love me, not really having to worry about housing or food or whatever. But this weekend still like rocked my world. Like the, the picture I imagine is there's a group of men surrounding me and the boys who are going through the weekend are in the middle facing outwards and the guys are facing inwards looking in. And they're saying to me, the message I received kind of in my bones was like, you matter, your story matters, your pain matters, and I can't take that from you and I wouldn't but I can help you turn it into a gift so that you could then give it back to the community. And so that's what I'm doing. I just graduated NC State with a business degree in entrepreneurship, focusing on nonprofits. Now I run this nonprofit and I'm scaling it. And I'm thinking, how can we give this opportunity of group mentoring, of individual mentoring to as many young men as possible and ultimately to as many people as possible? That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Could you share a little bit more just about exactly what Journeyman Triangle does, mm -hmm. who you serve, and what sort of things you put on for them? Journeyman Triangle operates right now in the Raleigh or the Triangle area, as well as in Asheville, North Carolina. And what we do is we work with 12 to 18-year-old boys, and we help them along their path to becoming men of integrity. And so that shows up in two different programs that we run. We've got an ongoing group mentoring program where we get together twice a month and now during the pandemic once a week actually and we just talk about like what's up like what's going on in your life like to have a group of role models and folks that are supporting the boys to say hey like we've been through this 
And in fact, it was pretty recently that we've been through this. And so can we just talk about what's going on, like get real. And ultimately we're teaching this message that like vulnerability is strength and not weakness. We're kind of redefining what earns you a seat at the table in this masculine world. Like, yeah, it's about finding your purpose and going after it, but it's also about like being really honest and like a good leader is one who can be vulnerable and authentic and empower others. And so we focus on that in the group mentoring programs. And then twice a year, we do these rites of passage adventure weekends where we go out to Asheville, we're in the woods for like four days and we're really focused on asking them, hey, like what kind of person do you wanna be? Like, what do you care about? What do you value? What's your why? And in an experiential way, give them an opportunity to explore that with themselves and with other boys and men in community. Ever since I first found out about what you were doing a couple of years ago, I've always been just incredibly impressed with the poise with which you speak about it and the passion that is behind it. So I just wanted to give you some kudos there. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah, it really fires me up, man. I, I get excited about it. Yeah. Like, does any of that funnel from your why? Like, how has your why impacted your story, both at Journeyman and beyond that as well? You know, I was just reflecting on this moments before the call. I was actually writing down what are my values and, and meditating on that today as I kind of shared earlier, it's like, I believe in a world where people are connected, like deeply with themselves and each other and community. The idea that some of our boys are being taught how to be adults through the internet is kind of scary to me. <laughs> and creating like really like authentic community in our work is, is so important. One of the reasons I'm here on this earth is to create connection and to create community and to do that in an authentic way. And Journeyman is kind of the vehicle in which I can do this. Yeah, I mean, my, my why is ultimately around how do I create connection and how do I create community? And we would have a richer experience if we could connect with those deep parts of ourselves and the deep parts of each other. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about all the good stuff. It's great to talk about the impact that you're having. And I've, I've seen you have it. I know you do. But I'd love to hear, like, is there a story about maybe a difficult situation or difficult period in your life? And could you share how that impacted you? Yeah, let's get real. <laughs> You know, in the context of my introduction, right, I was, I was talking about I experienced this weekend when I was 14, and I've, and I've recently been kind of reflecting on and kind of healing this, the wounds that I received in adolescence, if you will. One of the things that sticks out to me is that when I was about, I guess I was about 14 years old, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and this, like, it, like, rocked my world, and it shook it in a way that I didn't even understand, and I didn't notice until much later. Like it affected like many aspects of my personality and my experience that I'm still coming to like understand and work through. My first like initial reaction was like, okay, I got this. Like, ain't no, it's not a big deal. And like, I have this pattern of like, you know, making things like it's not a big deal. Like I can just go with the flow. Like I'm a very fluid person. Definitely relate to that. Yep. Yeah. And so I kind of just brushed it off. And then on the flip side of that, like I did feel this desire to like pursue pleasure and things that were fun and kind of the dopamine hits. And so at the same time, I'm like, I'm ignoring something that's really serious and really impactful for me. And I'm like pursuing things that are just fun in the moment, the sensations. And it left me like with this meaning void. Looking back, right, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, but I can think about in that moment, like having a mentor or having someone who has had been a little bit further along this journey with being diagnosed with diabetes, with issues of like understanding your identity and your place in the world, trying to find meaning, that that would have been super helpful for me. And ultimately, like I got there and ultimately I credit Journeyman for a lot of this work and, and my parents and my family and my community for really helping me 
along that path. But yeah, it it was not you know it wasn't all rainbows and and butterflies the whole time. There was there was definitely some serious trials and yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you sharing, man. It's really good to hear hear your story, and there's definitely a lot of parts that I can relate to. But I, I really appreciate you sharing it. I appreciate your uh, share your why video when I when I heard about like how you responded to your parents' divorce and how that kind of shaped you and impacted you. I'm curious, like, how did that impact your why? Like you said, like hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Like you didn't realize in the moment that getting diagnosed with type one diabetes was that impactful, right? You said you kind of brushed it off, right? No, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely the same for me. It's like looking back, it's so much easier to see. Still not easy, but it is much easier to see looking back. For example, with my parents' divorce, it's it's uh, it's something where it really shaped who I became. I mean, it happened at such a young age. I was like two years old at the time. My brother was like six, and so my entire personality growing up was just shaped by this, you know, divide in my family, and this idea that I was going to be the person who would bridge everything and who would, you know, try and make everybody happy all the time and of course, accepting the responsibility for other people's happiness is uh, quite a burden to hold, as I'm sure you know as well. I know we've talked about it before. And so that's what really shaped me is just this desire to want everybody around me to just be happy and honestly, just just be at peace. And it's something that still shapes me a lot today. I definitely still have a lot of issues with just going through life and constantly thinking about what other people think and constantly worrying about how other people feel and how they're reacting to any given situation without really giving myself the emotional space to react and to feel the way that I feel about it. So definitely something I'm still working on. I, I resonate with the with the peacemaker stuff that has been that has been my role in the family system and in many other situations since then. So yeah, for sure. But I tell you what, it's when we talk about this stuff, and you get down to the core of it, you're willing to be vulnerable and transparent, and really think through like, hey, what is it from my childhood? Or what is it from my past that's influencing the way that I feel now? Because there's pretty much always something, at least from my experience. Just a quick aside, have you seen Inside mm -hmm. Out yet, the movie, the Disney Yes, movie? yes, oh, I love my. that movie. I just watched it the other day, and I found myself thinking of things in the framework of that. So if your listeners haven't yeah. seen the movie Inside Out, it's it's a Disney movie, but it like it goes deep. It gets there. It's a really good movie. I love it. Well, hey, I, I know you were kind of segueing in before, so how would you define mentorship? I'd love to hear you just kind of chat about that for a minute. Well, the first thing I'll say is some people are like intimidated by that word, right? They're like... Ooh, like mentorship, like that means like a lifelong commitment to a person or to a place or to a thing. And in some ways, like that's true. Like that has like a really like, like there, there are roots that are really true about that. Like if you think about an apprenticeship, like in the old days, like you would work with that someone for many years and then you'd start that business. And so there is this like connotation that there's a deep connection and commitment there. And I think in some ways our culture is afraid of commitment. And so this idea of mentorship is like, ooh, I don't know if I want to mentor someone. Like that's a big, that's a big deal. And I'm super glad that folks like you are like normalizing this, you know, this word and this work. And um, the other thing I'll say is there's there's many different types of mentors and kinds of mentoring. So um, when it comes to kinds of mentoring, I think the two that stick out to me are individual mentoring or like one on one, and then there's group mentoring. What we do in Journeyman is we have a facilitator or like a group of co-leaders and they kind of hold the energy of of the entire group and we often use this word like the container right so they're responsible for building the container that can hold everything that comes up in the meeting and i find group mentoring just to be awesome because you you create this opportunity for like peer-to-peer -peer support while also like you go way beyond the context of a one-on-one -on -one relationship. I think a lot of good stuff can happen in a one-on-one -on -one relationship. You can go a lot deeper, 
but in the group dynamic, it's very interesting to me because you get the peer-to-peer -peer support network, at least in Journeyman with the boys, you can see them helping each other out and realizing like, oh, look, I can give back. Like, I know something that's really worthwhile to this other person. And then you have the mentors and the facilitators who can add their input or advice if it's asked for, and they can kind of steer the whole ship. At its root, mentoring is doing life together with someone. And then you can have like technical mentoring, you can have career mentoring, you can have educational mentoring. But to me, and the way that we define mentoring is more of that like life mentoring, that soul mentoring, where it's like not just confined to one little structure. So having someone walk with you is, is really important. Thank you for breaking it down. That definitely helps to just kind of put some structure behind it. Are there any like standout stories for you or stories of ways that mentorship has played a role in your life, whether with you being the mentee or with you being the mentor? It's always a two-way street, no matter what. So when I am mentoring someone, I am being mentored by them. There's The energy flows both ways. I will say that I felt really lucky to have a lot of older mentors in my life you know, 55, 65 and older. And to be able to like glean the wisdom of that generation has felt really important to me because my grandparents passed away when I, when I was really young and I don't have any living grandparents. And so this kind of grandfather figure and grandmother figure, I've, I've kind of adopted some grandparents um, who've mentored me and it's been really, it's been really like helpful to have that. But I've kind of noticed that I have this lack of someone who might be considered a 10 year mentor and so like I'm 25 and so I've actually kind of had a void around the, like who's 35 and doing the work that I want to be doing in 10 years and can they assist me and I've kind of tried to figure out like why is that like or maybe how are some ways that I might connect with someone who could be that 10-year mentor for me and I've definitely felt the significance of being a 10-year mentor to someone else right because the boys in our program are 12 to 18 and so I work with quite a few 15 year olds and being able to like, you know, I'm not too far from that experience. I can say, oh yeah, like I remember that. Like I remember doing exactly that thing. And this thing would have been helpful in that moment. It's healing to my younger self and I'm sure it's helpful to them in some way. Yeah, 100%. For the people that you feel like you have the, the best connection with, what does that relationship look like and how did it start? I have a feeling that a lot of people listening probably are a little bit confused about what a mentorship relationship could look like and they might feel like it's like this very formal thing that's like a high commitment. Like you were saying, in your experience, what do those relationships usually look like and how do they start? For the most part, it's just, I, I do a lot of driving and and it's not just in the car, but it's like a phone call. It's like a phone call maybe maybe once a month with someone who, whom I respect and someone whom, who I care about and who I think has something to teach me and possibly vice versa. The relationship typically is just like, it's kind of like a friendship. I mean, it's not very different than a friendship, except there might be points where I specifically ask for advice around something and I ask if they've experienced something similar. To go about it, I'm 20 something, like I'm trying to figure these things out and I want someone to kind of help walk through me with life. I want to surround myself with people who have something to teach me. I don't need to discriminate that much. Or I don't need to discern too much because everyone has something to teach me. If I, if I approach the world with this energy of like, you know, everyone I meet has something to teach me, then mentors will show up in my life and they will kind of make themselves available to me. I just need to know what I'm looking for and then take that first step, right? Pick up the phone, call that person. Like it might be your uncle. It might be, it might be someone you met at a networking event. And oftentimes it's as simple as just connecting with them, setting up time to just share. 
like what's going on in your life. And you'll see that it'll either match up and it'll feel like a good fit or it won't. But one key thing to know is that the mentee always picks the mentor. It's typically not assigned and it's typically not the other way around. I love what you said about everyone I meet has something to teach me. So that's definitely something I could learn from. I feel like in the past, I may have reached out to people who I might have you know, specifically thought they had something to teach me, but maybe inadvertently closing myself off a little bit to people all around me who probably have something to teach me. And you know, in a way, it doesn't need to be a formal mentor relationship, but you can certainly learn something from everyone around you. I, I really like that point. It's a beautiful thing, right? Like, I'm curious about you as another human on this adventure, and I believe you have something to teach me, even if you haven't been proven that yet. Ultimately, they're going to teach you something, even if it's like they're teaching you that you don't want to be like that because you don't like how that happens or whatever. It's like <laughs> there's, there's something there. No, 100%. So what are, you know, you, you find one of these mentors, you call them up, you meet with them and, you, and you're uh, asking them some, some questions and figuring out, hey, is this a good fit or not? But keeping it all really low key. What are some of the best questions you've found to ask both like early on when you're trying to establish a relationship and later on when you're trying to receive advice and things like that? The one of them that really sticks out to me is what needs to come alive in you this year and what are you prepared to do about it? You can feel that one. It's like it's this idea that there's something that must that comes alive in me. And it, it really when I hear that question, I'm inspired to like consider myself and my place and my purpose and the power that I have to then create that. I think I mean, ultimately, it just starts relationally, no matter what, like you're going to build on a relationship. And relationship building starts with just the small things like, what's up? How's it going? How's your life? How's your wife? How's your kids? Whatever that mutual connection point is, we have, we typically have more in common with other people than we realize. So being open to that and relating in that way. And then I really believe that those deeper questions will unfold organically as you kind of start to trust that person and allow yourself to say, how did you navigate this or that? I'm going through something right now. This is what it is like. I'm, I'm feeling kind of stuck. The point that you made about, you know, just asking about them and their life and what they're going through and, and their thoughts on things, I think I can definitely relate to that because what's worked for me really well in the past is just asking people a ton of questions, asking them questions about their life, but also about their experience. And I really like that for sure. One of the things I can probably do better is just to be more willing to share some of those aspects of my life with the mentors that I have. A lot of the mentors that I have now since I met most of them through like the business school and through all of my business entrepreneurship stuff, we don't end up talking nearly as much as we probably should about just life or how things are going or how we're feeling. Or like you said, if we're feeling stuck, but I really should share some of those things more. Have you found any tips for how to remember to share some of those things that are happening and make sure that it's not just focused on, like, I know you and I were both in business school. So like making sure it's not just focused on like your career or things like that. Like it's kind of what I talked about. There's these different styles or types of mentoring is that in our way of understanding the world, we want to separate everything into boxes and, and talk about how, you know, well, there's this type of mentoring, there's this type of mentoring. And so, you know, through NC State, it's specifically business mentoring. Well, I don't really buy that 100%. I mean, I mean, business is tied to life, which is tied to experience in life. And so it's, to me, there's a more kind of integral or integrated uh, approach to it. And that's just what works for me. That's like my flavor. Like I understand like when I have a very specific question, I can, I know where I can go. I can go to this site or this place and say, here's my ask. I'm looking very specifically for this and I can find mentorship in that way. Um, so it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. But I ultimately think that like integrating 
technical mentorship with life mentorship or kind of walking together. It's been really helpful for me. You touched on this idea is like ask a lot of questions because people love talking about themselves. I mean, like, it's just true, man. I don't know what it is about our culture. I don't know if we're, you know, narcissistic or self-absorbed or whatever, but having this buoyant curiosity, right? Like, I wonder what this person's experience is like. I wonder what their world is like. And I think you and I might have some skills in this area because we're both peacemakers. We've got this kind of way of being able to see from other perspectives. And for other people, that might be harder. It might be harder to see beyond their own perspective. But if you take curiosity to things you don't understand instead of fear, it's a really great place to start. And then you let that curiosity form questions in a relational way, you can form connections and, and mentoring relationships ultimately. I had a cool experience recently where um, it was today, I was on the phone with Spectrum and Geico and I was trying to get some negotiate some lower rates. And I'm on the phone with these customer service people and it's like, you know how they answer the phone, they're like, I don't know, can I get your name and your phone number and where you live? And it's like, it feels kind of robotic. And at the end of the call, I was like, hey, I do have one last question. Like, what's something you're grateful for? And it's so funny to hear these people, they're like, they pause, they're thrown off guard. And then this is like really sweet human connection where they're like, I'm really grateful for this. I'm grateful for the weather, for this opportunity to have this job, to provide for my family because it's a very uncertain world. And it was just this like beautiful moment of human connection with someone who might feel like a robot <laughs> based on their job. I did it twice today and both times was just like, I could hear in their voice them smiling. I would encourage everyone to do that. If you have to be on the phone with customer service, like ask them what they're grateful for. Ask them like a personal question because you know, ultimately we're all going, we're in the same boat. We're going through this experience together. Like they might be at their home in Florida in their PJs helping you out in North Carolina, trying to set up your router. And like, you know, there's, there's some really important connection there to remember our humanity. That's awesome. Kind of jolting you out of this normal situation where it's easy to just kind of be going through the motions and then asking one of those deep questions where it's like, oh, wow, I really need to put some thought into this. This is a really good point. I love that. So when it comes time to asking good questions, how do you kind of go about that? Are there like specific questions you use or a methodology you use to try and get the best feedback possible or just to try and kind of narrow the emotional distance between yourself and that person? If there's someone who's already engaged and can kind of like has witnessed whatever it is that you're asking about, if it's if you're asking about your life or your direction, then maybe it's someone who's really close to you. Maybe it's friends or family or colleagues. If they've already witnessed it, you could do something that we call like a hot seat. And it's this idea that like you get two minutes to kind of stream of consciousness, share what's going on or maybe what you think about something. Maybe maybe you're sharing like the really great, like the positives about something. And then you have a minute to share the negatives about it. You know, and we often will say like the gold or the shadow. Then once you do that, you then sit there and people give you feedback or constructive criticism or kind of reflections, right? Because we're all kind of mirrors for each other in some ways. Like I'm reflecting back to you a part of yourself that you see in me and vice versa. And so this idea that like, if someone is witnessing you in what you're asking for, you can ask them to give you feedback. It's this idea of like, share with me the good, bad, and the ugly, dude. And there's got to be trust there ahead of time. Yeah, this idea of kind of just asking for super candid feedback from people and being like, hey, I want you to give it to me straight. Is there any like specific language you use there when you're trying to get feedback from people 
then you're really trying to get down to the core of it, not just kind of like the sugar-coated version they might give you because they're really close to you. So if someone is asking for feedback, they are inviting criticism in some ways, like they want constructive criticism. And sometimes, like, okay, the word criticism is like, I don't really want that. But I would, I would preface it. Like, I would say like, hey, like, I want you to see my blind spots and call them out. Like, that's why we have community is because if we're living in our, if I'm like, if I'm living in Jordan world and I just see everything that Jordan sees with his rose colored glasses, like I'm never, I'm going to miss out. I can't, I don't, I can't know what I don't know and I can't see what I can't see. And so saying, hey, like, I'm going to open up here and I trust that you're not going to like, hurt me or stab me <laughs> but that you're going to give me an honest kind of reflection of where i could be better right. thank you so much for sharing i know um i've already taken away so much from today's conversation and i really appreciate just some of the tactics that you have i know there's been a time before when you took me through one of the mentoring frameworks to use a journeyman and my mind was like completely blown so i love the idea that even something as complex as mentoring can kind of be broken down into a framework that anybody could really go and implement on the mentee side or the mentor side. That's awesome. We can make it really complicated, but it's it's pretty simple. I mean, it's like, we're all in this together. Let's find out what what's the same. Let's support each other. Let's empower each other. The value of integrity. Let's have the value of authenticity, of vulnerability. Well, you've definitely given me a lot to uh, reflect on, and I definitely want to take the time to do that. But is there maybe one action you could share that you think just based on the conversation today, you think that I should try and do and maybe people watching or listening can also try and do in their own life? I would love to see uh, share your why group where like people can like just do it together and try it out, like knowing that it won't be perfect, right? That like action precedes clarity and that <laughs> perfect is the enemy of done, right? So like, yeah, you know, we're 20 somethings, but it's worth putting it out there and iterating and kind of allowing yourself maybe maybe not too much criticism or advice at the beginning right i would love to see those groups at some point and then um i will say like next time you're on the phone with a customer service person just like connect with them like they're an old buddy and ask them a question and just see how it goes yeah another action item is to to write a list of people who inspire you right like sit down like take 10 seconds after this is over or I don't know a minute and write down like five ten people that like you look up to there's something really rich in that it, it tells you what you value and what you care about by seeing it in other people and if you see it in someone else you've got it in yourself and if you've got it in yourself and you see it in them there's room for a connection there and a mentorship there thank you so much for sharing Jordan I definitely want to give all three of those things that a try and especially the share your why group i mean i want share your why to be something where people can collaborate and like have that sense of community so it's definitely something i want to explore in the in the very near future figuring out more of a many-to-many -many model of, of mentoring or at least just people you know sharing their stories with each other in a really organic way and i definitely want to make a list of the people who inspire me because like you said i think that will help to frame what i'm trying to achieve yeah jordan thank you so much for taking the time today i, I really appreciate it and um, where can people go, you know, to get a hold of you if they want to learn more about you or Journeyman or anything you do? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing this. I'm excited to help this come alive and I want to do whatever I can. It's really in alignment with my why. And so you can find more about my why or my blog or podcast or whatever content comes out next. But I created a website called jbowman.org, which will be a way to kind of connect with me and my projects. 
And then if you want to learn more about Journeyman, then you can go to journeymantriangle.org. All right, Jordan, thank you so much. It's been such a great conversation. I know I got a ton out of it. I hope other people did as well. And we'll definitely have to make it a regular thing. I always love it when we have a chance to chat about these topics and uh, just throw ideas back and forth. So thank you again. Yeah, absolutely.